It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. It is episode number 228 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I am your host, Chris Russell. You can follow me, as always, individually on Twitter at Russellmania621, at Russellmania621. And as well, you can follow the podcast for Redskins only information or Redskins exclusive information at Locked Redskins. At Locked Redskins is the place to go for that as well. If you want to follow the entire National Football League in one good Twitter account and Instagram account for that matter, it's at Locked On NFL Net. At Locked On NFL Net is the way to go there. All right, let's get started with this episode and basically how we're going to do that is just kind of a recap of what went on over the weekend. We covered a lot of this in 227, uh, but the Redskins, as you know, held their rookie mini camp over the weekend at Redskins Park. First time for Dwayne Haskins and the 10 player draft class to be in uniform or in practice uniform, I should say, um, with their numbers, with their names on the back, with their helmets on the practice fields at Redskins Park in Ashburn, Virginia, and in front of the coaches and all that. Now, again, veteran players, guys with anything more than one year of experience, meaning not even the rookies from last year that played a full amount, i.e. Deron Payne, but players with the designation of first-year veterans, and I don't know exactly what the cutoff of that is, if it's three games or, or, or something like that, uh, they were the only like players of of a veteran nature again that could be participate in this particular event this weekend. So it was rookies, the ten rookies, the college free agents, which were eight, and then there were tryout players. And we went through the entire list um, in two twenty seven, and we won't go through that again. But that was basically the point of the competition. Now, a couple of things that stand out, and again, it is very, 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 very important to remember that nothing that happens in one practice or even a weekend of practices really means anything. So nobody should go crazy with the hype train. Uh, But certainly Dwayne Haskins looked impressive based on a couple of video clips that I saw. I was not able to be there. Uh, I did have uh, colleagues and friends on site, um, did talk to some people off the record, and they described, you know, impressive, good, uh, you know, eye-opening, that type of stuff. But he's not going against a legitimate pass rush. He's not going up against NFL corners. Um, 
it is just an assimilation process. It is just to get your feet wet. Basically, it's like if you get hired for a new job, right? And you're going through the orientation process. And some places have much more extensive orientation processes and some don't. But say you get hired at McDonald's, let's call it that, right? And as part of the orientation or training process, they ask you to shovel some French fries and to fill some French fry cartons. Well, you can, that's what this is about. This isn't, well, we're going to put you completely on your own and how it normally is going to be live with all the action and all the activity running around you and you're running a french fry station. They are doing it in a controlled setting, which most practices in the NFL are certainly, again, a controlled setting, of course. But in this case, again, you're getting a taste for what the job is going. They're showing you the basics, the fundamentals. That's what they're showing you. They're not showing you how it's really going to be, i.e. when you're having to man the french fry station during a full lunch or dinner rush and lines are out the door and you have to do your job full blast without somebody showing you every little technique and every little um, way to go about doing your job. So that, again, this is kind of similar to an orientation process. So let's just start there, right? That being said, what they start to do is get a feel for, okay, how can we help you make this transition? And specifically with Dwayne Haskins, right? What do we have to work on with your base? What do we have to work on with your mechanics? What do we have to worry, uh, work on with your footwork and your drops? All of that stuff. Again, it is not, hey, Here's the entire playbook. Here's the entire scheme. Here's everything. And here's who you're... No, no, no. It's not that. It is, again, very elementary type stuff, but important stuff in the process of trying to ramp up Dwayne Haskins to be ready to play either for week one or at some point probably early in the season. Now, that brings us to this. Over the weekend... Chris Trapasso of CBSSports.com, a draft analyst who I very much respect, uh, wrote a column that was on, again, CBSSports.com, and basically it was which of the marquee rookies in the 2019 NFL draft need to essentially sit out on a redshirt year. And Trapasso kind of outlined it as red shirt in the NFL, meaning different than red shirt in college where you don't play at all. In his definition, and I agree with this for the purposes of this argument, quote unquote red shirt means, again, a few of these players could have a very limited on-field role as a rookie while they fine-tune their skills or add strength in the weight room, that type of thing. Some of them could sit out the entire year, but some of them could have a very limited role depending on need, depending on injury, depending on on, on all sorts of different things, right? So Tripasso 
wrote this column, and he started with Daniel Jones, the number six overall pick of the New York Giants, who certainly the Redskins, uh, certain elements uh, and members of the Redskins organization, like the head coach, like Daniel Jones a lot. And he labeled a red shirt need on Daniel Jones as moderate. But the likelihood of a quote-unquote red shirt was significant. Why? Because of Eli Manning. Right? The New York Giants still the New York Giants still have Eli Manning and still plan to start him, and he will start barring some sort of injury. And even if he gets injured, it's not a guarantee that Daniel Jones plays because you still have, at least for right now, Kyle Lauletta, who they drafted in the fourth round of last year's draft from Richmond and who did get into some legal trouble last year. So it's not even a guarantee if Eli Manning got injured or is really bad that Daniel Jones is going to play immediately. He probably will, but it's not a guarantee. So he says, red shirt need moderate, likelihood of red shirt significant. I would agree with all that. Um, Trapasso notes, which is my big knock against Daniel Jones, quote, his accuracy to all levels and play under pressure leaves a lot to be desired, as does his decision making, which is why he needs a full season to basically learn and to understand NFL defenses and reads and concepts and coverages and all that. But as Trapasso notes, which is always my issue, can accuracy co- issues be coached out of him? I mean, sometimes it happens, right? Footwork, mechanics, sometimes guys get better as they go along. A lot of times it doesn't. And as Trapasso notes, quote, it rarely happens with quarterbacks. But again, the Giants took Daniel Jones as much for next year as it is for, for anything. Right, This was a future stocking of the shelves type pick to get your quarterback of the future, the guy that you think and hope will be the quarterback of your future. Now, Trapasso also goes through Rashawn Gary, an edge linebacker out of um, Michigan with the Green Bay Packers, talking about how he needs to you know, bulk up and, and, and learn some different pass rush moves and all that. I don't see Rashawn Gary not being a factor for the Green Bay Packers, even though they signed the Redskins, Preston Smith, just because I think they're going to want to get Gary out there to go along with Preston Smith. But as Trapasso points out, they spent a lot of money on both Preston Smith and Zedaria Smith, right? So do you really need to, to, you know, do you really need to put it in there? Unless you're going to line him up as a as a down defensive end, what they call basically a five technique. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it just kind of depends on how they're going to use him. Now, we get to Dwayne Haskins, and here's what Trapasso wrote. Red shirt need, significant. Likelihood of red shirt, minimal. And that's the key. Here's what Trapasso wrote on CBSSports.com. And we put the whole article up at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. Red shirt needs significant likelihood of red shirt minimal. He says, quote, context of production is more important with Haskins than any other recent top quarterback prospect. It's easy to see 70% completions, 50 touchdowns, and eight interceptions and think, quote, unquote, instant elite starter. But then context factors in. 
Haskins operated a wide-open offense that predominantly featured short, high-percentage, yards-after-the-catch, predicated passes to the fastest receiver group in the country of all time. Paris Campbell ran a 4-3-1 in the 40. Terry McLaurin, who was drafted by the Redskins in the third round, ran a 4-3-5. Johnny Dixon ran a 4-4-1. Haskins' film shows a willingness to drift away from pressure inside the pocket, a vital mastery-level skill at the quarterback spot, but an inability to effectively do so in most cases because of his slow feet. So he shows the willingness to do it, but he can't really do it because he's not quick-footed. Also, anticipation throws were very rare. Lastly, Haskins lacks accuracy on downfield throws that require pinpoint ball placement. I didn't see as much of this, but I'll trust Trapasso. Trapasso is much smarter than me and watches much more tape than me. He says, watch the Maryland, Penn State, Michigan State, and Indiana games. In Ohio State's impressive Rose Bowl win over Washington, Haskins lit up the stat sheet in the first half, but essentially all of the throws were incredibly simple and or to wide open receivers. He struggled mightily in the third and fourth quarters. He says Haskins needs at least half a season to get faster moving inside the pocket. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One, I assume, losing weight. Two, just learning better footwork and techniques with better coaching from Tim Rattay and Kevin O'Connell and Jay Gruden. Uh, and as Trapasso points out, learning to trust himself to throw the football before receivers come open. What we talk about anticipation, right? That's what anticipation is. And improve his accuracy down the field. He says, will the presence of Case Keenum be enough to hold off a first-round pick quarterback in Washington? Question mark. Doubtful, especially if Jay Gruden feels like he's coaching for his job in 2019. Okay, so let's take that piece by piece when we return here on the Locked on Redskins podcast because I do want to get into that and I do want to clear some things up. It's an interesting column uh, by Trapasso and I want to get into that next. Right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, good to have you aboard with us. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we are back on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is episode number 228. Good to have you with us. 228, I am your host, Chris Russell. And as soon as you get in your car, make sure you tell your smart speaker to play podcast Locked on Redskins. And as well, go check out the new Himalaya podcasting app and service where you can download the Locked on Redskins podcast. Listen and tell a friend they have personally pure, personally curated. I always screwed that up. Personally curated playlists and then some. So go check out Himalaya. Of course, you can get the Locked on Redskins podcast pretty much anywhere. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Megaphone, Player FM, Himalaya, just about everywhere that you can download and find podcasts. You can get your hands on the Locked on Redskins podcast and uh, hopefully continue to enjoy the content and hopefully uh, continue to support what we're trying to do here. All right, right back to it. So... 
Chris Trapasso of CBSSports.com wrote this column uh, over the weekend about the rookies, the high-profile rookies that need to redshirt. And when speaking of Dwayne Haskins, he became at least the second prominent draft analyst that I know of that basically said that Dwayne Haskins need to, needs to sit out much of, if not the entire 2019 season. And look, that is not going to happen, period. Okay, you should just all understand one thing and one thing alone. I know this organization better than most. I'm not saying I know everything. I know this organization better than most. They are never, ever, 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 ever truly going to do the right thing by the kid. They are never, ever, ever going to do the right thing by the kid. There is too much of a sense of urgency, too much um, desperation to sell tickets, to fill luxury boxes, to win games, yes, but to win games, they often try and cut corners. They take shortcuts. And again, ideally, in a really good organization, Dwayne Haskins would ultimately sit out for a large part, if not the entire Rookie season. Take, for instance, what happened in Green Bay, right? Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. But again, here's where I can't crush the Redskins, despite saying in a really good organization, the New England Patriots, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the New York Giants, and a lot of people would question how good of an organization they are, and certainly that is fair. Again, they he would sit behind and learn, right? The Redskins don't have Eli Manning. They don't have Phillip Rivers. They don't have Tom Brady. We know they don't have anybody really good. They do have a couple of veterans, as we've talked about, Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. Now, Colt McCoy can't get off the surgery table, and he cannot be trusted. Uh, to me, I love Colt McCoy. He's a nice guy. Uh, he's he's humble. He's tried hard. He's never really been given a full opportunity he just, I, I, there's no way I could go into the season thinking that guy's my quarterback for anything more than the next play because he simply cannot stay healthy, period. He never has been able to stay healthy. And this is just the latest example where he's had multiple procedures for basically what was termed as, you know, kind of a hairline crack essentially in his leg. Uh, I mean, he just can't stay healthy. He can't be counted on. I don't know how you devise a plan. Say, other than Colt McCoy, because he knows the system the best, and there is no doubt about that, and he's done everything we've asked him, I don't know how you do it. Now, maybe they will do that because, again, he knows the system better than Case Keenum and better than Dwayne Haskins, which would kind of be maybe a little bit of an indictment on both of those guys. But he should know Colt McCoy, the system. He's been here for five years. He should have a large advantage, right? However, I need somebody that I can think will play for longer than a snap, a couple of snaps, a couple of series, a half of a game, three quarters of a game, a full game. And Colt McCoy has never, ever, ever been able to be counted on to do that. That's just me. That's how I operate. I could be totally wrong. But my sense is that Case Keenum will start the year. And then, of course, Dwayne Haskins will play early. 
again, if they had a Tom Brady, a Philip Rivers, an Eli Manning, somebody like a Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, somebody like that, I would think that it would be much more likely that Dwayne Haskins would redshirt the year and would not play unless absolutely necessary. But here in Washington, he's going to play early on. That's just the bottom line reality. He's going to play early on. Now, real quickly, as far as Trapasso's last point about if Jay Gruden feels like he's coaching for his job in 2019, will Dwayne Haskins play earlier? And that's what he kind of ties together. It's it's strange, right? Because, again, I just outlined this. Yes, I feel Dwayne Haskins will play early on for all the reasons that we know, right? However, that being said, I don't think that decision is tied to Jay Gruden's sense of urgency that he needs to play. Here's what people aren't going to think of, and here's what people aren't going to realize. Jay Gruden, again, as we've touched on a number of times, preferred Daniel Jones. That, I don't think, is a secret. From what I understand, Jay Gruden still, as of last week, was still hesitant, unsure, uh, a little uptight. I don't want to go too far because I didn't see it personally. It was just relayed to me about Dwayne Haskins. And for good reason, because he knows his job is on the line, and he knows he's got to win right away, and he doesn't feel that Dwayne Haskins is anywhere close. So this notion, and I love Trapasso, but this notion that is going to be passed along that Dwayne Haskins is going to play early on because Jay Gruden is desperate and he's coaching for his job is almost the exact opposite of the truth. Here's the truth. Jay Gruden would like to play a veteran, Case Keenum, likely, or Colt McCoy, or anyone that actually knows his system, knows how to be an NFL quarterback, knows footwork, knows drops, knows the West Coast offense, and that he handpicked then Dwayne Haskins. Because he does feel like he's coaching for his job and his NFL future as a head coach, even though he should get another head coaching job, whether it be with his brother John in Oakland after John steps aside or whether it be somewhere else. But Jay feels, I believe, based on what I've heard and the Jay that I know, that he does have his feet to the fire, but that he has a much better chance of winning with the quote-unquote lesser talented quarterback, i.e. Case Keenum or Colt McCoy, rather than the hotshot rookie that he specifically did not pick. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals 
and free dessert for life, homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, it is episode number 228 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. We'll finish this up. Uh, I was unable to get the sound from Jay Gruden over the uh, weekend uh, and Dwayne Haskins, some technical difficulties, still working on that. Uh, so we can't hear from them just yet. However, here is a sampling of what they said. Uh, we gave you a quote or two on uh, 227, but when, now we want to give you a little bit uh, more. Dwayne Haskins was asked, of course, about wearing the uniform number seven. You know, that's been a big controversy uh, in and around the the Washington, D.C. area, area and Redskins Nation and Redskins fans uh, since really Haskins was drafted over two weeks ago. And he was asked about that, of course, and here's what he said, quote, it has great significance to me and my family. It's more than just a number. Just being able to carry that on throughout my life for multiple years, it means a lot to me. And I'm thankful Joe, meaning Theismann, let me wear the number. He was asked about his conversation with Joe Theismann about the number. Quote, he said he'd give me the blessing to wear it, but to think about it. And that's what I did. And it was too much of an opportunity to pass it up. He was asked, again, a follow-up on if he mentioned the importance of wearing the number seven. I guess, I presume to Joe Theismann, quote, no, not really. So it's interesting because you have a situation here where, look, Theismann tried to say, hey, think about it. Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you want to kind of take this on? Clearly, the number seven, for whatever reason, means a lot to Dwayne Haskins. I have no idea why. I don't know if that's the number of uh, members of his immediate family uh, that I, I don't know, and I, nor do I care, okay? But clearly, it was important for him, and he thought about it, and he still wanted to do it, and he still wanted to wear it, and Joe Theismann agreed, and the Redskins agreed, and there he was wearing number seven. Now, hopefully, that is buried, but there is, there is some concern in some circles about some of the things that Dwayne Haskins has said and done so far just since being drafted by the Redskins. One, his comment about, you know, the NFL kind of basically paying for letting him fall to number 15. Then uh, this whole number seven situation, uh, apparently he bought his mom a car or himself a car. I, I don't really follow this stuff. Uh, if you guys are really that worked up about it, uh, you know, I'll put the story up at Locked Redskins. Uh, I, I don't care uh, enough. I, I have too many football things uh, to worry about. But clearly there are some things that have annoyed people. You know, the, the father's control or involvement, um, you know, th there are just some things that have rubbed people the wrong way. Now, maybe these people are just being sensitive. Again, right now, I, I don't view it as a big deal. But the list is starting to pile up already of little incidents and little things that he's putting a bullseye on his back and he's giving people room to criticize and he's giving people ammunition. And to me, the best way to go about this, if you're Dwayne Haskins, is to stay as low profile as you possibly can be. Be boring. The more boring you are, the more robotic you are, the better off you're going to be. Uh, 
Um, he wrote something that was really cool that we put up on at Locked Redskins over the weekend for Mother's Day in the Players' Tribune. Great. Awesome, nice little tribute. I mean, shows the sincerity and the love and the appreciation the kid has. Again, I don't mind a lot of this stuff, but I would just advise because there are people, and he has to know this already, and his sounds like his dad knows this already. There are people in the NFL, in the media, there are people in the building, I'll just leave it at that, that are already skeptical that already have their ears pointed in a certain direction and that they are looking for anything and everything that can potentially be divisive. So for whatever it's worth, my suggestion, lay low. Don't do anything. Try not to do, try not to be what Robert Griffin tried to be, which was sincere, outgoing, friendly, But that also came with a massive ego and a lot of control from his dad and a lot of input from his dad. Again, unfortunately, you almost have to be very robotic-like and very Tom Brady-like. And even Tom Brady has been involved in so many different controversies, right? But you almost have to be that way because you don't want to give anybody any ammunition. You know, when was the last time anybody said anything, you know, even sideways about Drew Brees or Phillip Rivers? That's what you need to be, and that's what you want to be. All right, that's how we're going to wrap up uh, episode number 228. Thanks for being with us. We will have much more, including we're going to get back to our skin spotlight uh, features that we were doing earlier in the offseason. It's been hard to kind of get into a rhythm with all the draft news and visits and then the draft picks and information. And we're going to start doing it once again by putting the rest of the draft class back in the skin spotlight now that things are starting to slow down. Uh, And that will be starting on episode number 229 with Terry McLaurin, the third-round pick out of Ohio State. But for now, we will leave it there. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.